Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Brood Thoughts podcast. This is German, and I'm joined by Ed, and we're doing an emergency podcast to talk about the the James Harden trade that took everyone by, by surprise. We were both working out, and we got caught. Well, I was I was struggling to finish the, the workout, and you kind of dropped the the bomb of the of the hardened trade and so what was your first thoughts when you when you saw the the ticker on your phone that that James Harden had been traded to the Nets I felt like instant chaos is the us. <laughs> you know that that feeling when you when you feel like you you left the the stove on and you've already you're too far gone <laughs> Yes, I, thought, I do. <laughs> I felt heat rushing through my body. I'm like, what the hell are they thinking? <laughs> what the hell is who thinking? Brooklyn? Yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, it's such a strange... So we'll... here are the details just before we get into it. So Houston sends James Harden to Brooklyn... For and a second round pick that they get from somebody. Uh, Cleveland gets Jared Allen and Terion Prince from Brooklyn. And the Pacers, this is a 14 trade. The Pacers receive Karis Levert and a second round pick. And the Rockets get Dante Exum, who some people are still holding out hope. Uh, Rodius Karokas, Karux, Victor Oladipo, four first-round picks, all of them unprotected, four first-round pick swaps, uh, unprotected. And so this looks like a big haul, but not really. So biggest winner. So... Who's the biggest winner in, in all of this, do you think? I think... Besides I mean, the strippers of, of Brooklyn. <laughs> who's the biggest winner? <laughs> Und- undercover. I mean, underground strippers. <laughs> it can't be out like in Houston. <laughs> um, I, think, I think Houston's the biggest winner. Is a they get rid of James Harden. Mm-hmm. It's already beginning to, to be a headache. They get a they get a nice uh, Oladipo. Mm-hmm. I think Oladipo is. I think a lot of people would agree with this, but he, he's a he's kind of underrated, and mm-hmm. and he and and he has a he has a you can tell he has a fire to win. Yeah. And that's a big thing that James Harden, in my opinion, is lacking. He he can score kind of efficiently sometimes, but not not really. And yeah, I I just think that that's that's a that's the biggest thing. Like I just those two things are enough. Getting rid of, of, of a headache and acquiring someone who can can help your culture and help you help you win. Yeah, it, 
Yeah, and Oladipo's, uh, he's been hurt. Uh, he looks like he's getting back to his, his old self again. And you can kind of get a flyer on him if you're Houston because he's he's a free agent. So you can kind of test him out for the rest of the year, see what you have in him. And if he's good and you want to resign him, you can. Uh, John Wall, who's on that team, has looked okay. He's looked he's looked pretty decent, and even Boogie Cousins has not looked all that terrible in Houston. So it's one of these things where James Harden is a really good scorer, but you're if you're Houston, you're not going down this rebuild where you got to tear everything down mode. Now you're still able to reshuffle the deck and be somewhat competitive in the West in terms of the nets. And obviously if, if you're depending on how well you follow basketball or even just play basketball, uh, if you just look at this from the 2k video game standpoint and you just say Kyrie KD and James Harden, people will be like, man, this is going to be sick fire emoji, the whole thing. How do you think it's actually going to be on the court? Because it's one thing to throw names. It's another thing when it's five guys, one, one ball and all three guys are essentially uh, all three dudes are, are bod dominant. So how do you see that playing out on the court? Well, assuming Kyrie shows up to the game, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're, you're right. And everyone keeps saying that there's only one ball. There's only one ball, but like actually going into, into the details of it, Kevin, Kevin Durant is, is the most efficient scorer probably in the in the NBA and when I say most efficient I I mean also that that can that has a jump shot because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people can say Giannis Antetokounmpo is, is probably the most efficient one but he takes a lot of layups so right he should be more efficient so I think all all around offensively Kevin Durant is the, the most efficient scorer hands down um and he requires a ball he's not one of those he's not one of those just uh i'm i'm gonna kick over i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it out to the baseline i'm he's just gonna shoot that that's not that's not his game he needs to he needs a rhythm to shoot um he also uh and i mean Ky- Kyrie is essentially the same thing just that he's smaller yeah <laughs> Um, so even within that, like there were some questions even before Harden got there, like how, how would this work out if, if they're so, uh, they're so similar now Harden is interesting because he, he takes a lot of shots. So naturally he's going to take some shots away from either Kyrie or, or KD, but shots that aren't as efficient, Mm -hmm. um, so I think what we were talking about this, uh, I, I, I told you the only way I see this working out is if James Harden comes off the bench, like back in the Thunder days. <laughs> but we all know that's not happening. So yeah. I, I think I, I, I'm, I'm going to wait for 
for like there, there to be like a like a huge disagreement, a huge fight. I think maybe Kyrie starts it, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I don't know. I just I don't see it working out. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, and and before that, I did want I did want to mention with 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 uh, Houston. I think. I think Boogie Cousins is going to have a great year. And and mm. uh, I I think that Houston is not going to be as bad as people think they're going to be. And and also the 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 comments that, that were coming from Houston's and especially from DeMarcus what he was saying about he doesn't really care what he has what James Harden has to say or or whatever like you could already tell there's some fire there. Mm-hmm. And DeMarcus, if if he has if he has motivation like that, he's a, he's a scary dude. Yeah. So that's gonna be fun to watch too. But yeah. Yeah, in regard, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Go, go, go ahead. But it, I, I was just gonna sum it up in regards to to Brooklyn. It's just I don't I don't see it working out, and there's there's gonna be some some fireworks, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And I think in terms for Brooklyn, Kevin Durant has to be the guy with the, the highest usage rate. He has to be. And early on in the season when Kyrie and Durant were playing together, um, they both had the same usage rate. There, there was a game versus, uh, I can't remember who, who they were playing against. And, uh, and Kyrie has the ball at the it's late game situation Kyrie has the ball and and Durant's just like looking at him Durant's just in the corner and Kyrie's doing Kyrie things and he goes to the goes in tries to do a crazy layup misses Durant gets the rebound now Durant's turn and Durant misses a a, a fall away and Brooklyn lost that game and I remember just watching that game and thinking like, man, like Durant left Steph Curry. He left that situation in Golden State uh, for many reasons. And, and it's his reason, his decision. But you leave that. You originally Russell Westbrook, who who controlled the ball, who, who did things when he shouldn't have. And you join Kyrie Irving. And, and it was just so strange to me and so seeing that brooklyn brought in james harden obviously you have we have to believe that kevin durant was told i we have to believe that durant was on board to bring in durant uh harden i mean i just don't understand why as somebody who i think i see i think durant is a very smart basketball player when you play on a court, you there's only one so many possessions, and and it's not like this is baseball where you can have a bunch of good hitters because everyone's going to get their turn, and and it doesn't matter, or or in football where you can have two good uh, receivers because the quarterback's going to control who gets the ball. Now, basketball is a very it's a rhythm sport, so if KD's hot, KD should you should ride the hot hand. But all of a sudden, what you're doing, you're you're, you're going to stop the, the the momentum of KD or or Kyrie or Harden because all three of these guys, when they get going, they they are scary dudes. Uh, 
and they will be stopping themselves because they're both all three of them i i would presume will have this mentality of man i i gotta get so and so the ball on top of that james harden is not a good off ball player he doesn't he doesn't do anything if he doesn't have the ball so is that going to change is that something that he's going to go into brooklyn and and buy in and is steve nash the guy who's going to make him buy in the James Harden we saw in, in Houston is, is an overweight guy who who was sabotaging and, and we can say, oh, well, he was just trying to get out of Houston. Fair, maybe. But th- there's so many variables with him. There, there's so many uh, bad habits with James Harden that to take the risk in bringing him into a situation in in, in Brooklyn where you had a lot of depth and now you don't you look at the nets roster and the 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 good thing about their team was their depth and they get rid of jared allen who jared allen he's very good uh so, solid center when they send him to to cleveland the land of of centers as they have like eight it feels like i don't i don't know what cleveland is doing uh but it's it's so strange. It's, it's such a strange move for me um, because obviously everybody wants to compare it to like the big threes we've seen and, and even the, the Warriors with Clay and Steph and, and Durant. Those are Clay and Steph are, are two very different guys who don't need the ball like that. And one of them actually focuses on defense. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> That's a huge thing. Like, and just hearing you talk about it, I think the only way this works is if Kyrie is a pure point guard, which he's not. I feel like, okay, maybe you throw a Rondo in there. Like, that would maybe fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, a, when I say pure point guard, I also mean like coach, like coach on the floor slash pass first, get everyone involved kind of guy. Yeah. Um, or maybe they do some type of like, like Warriors type of like the the closing, the closing squad would be different from the starting squad. Mm. Maybe they do, they have some approach like that. So there are some possibilities, but just due to the ego and, like what their past behavior has been, that's where I'm strongly leaning to them. It's just not, it's, it, I don't see it working out unless, unless there's, there's this coach that, that can really drill them on it and keep the peace while also getting in their face, which is a hard balance, especially in today's NBA because everyone's ego. So <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it just brings up more questions than anything. This move. Yeah, and it's and now they're they're in win now because you have to win the title now. And this move, they're still not better than the Lakers. The Lakers are still the best team in basketball, and. I just don't know how 
this move puts them over the top. I, I just think it's such a it's a redundant move because it's the same guy. It's just a, a blown up Kyrie Irving. Like yeah. like you were saying, it, it just and so I just don't understand. I understand the 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 move. If there was fans, I would understand it. That's what I was gonna say. Ticket sales aren't, aren't yeah. <laughs> if there was fans, it would make a little sense because now you, you got you got him in Brooklyn, the whole thing. It this reminds me somewhat of uh of Allen Iverson. Mm, okay. When I, when Allen Iverson got traded to to Denver, it, it was a big deal still because Allen Iverson was a was a big name and he was with Carmelo and he had that that season with with the Nuggets. And shortly after that, Allen Iverson fell off a cliff. He wasn't the same guy anymore. And I wonder, and James, I'm not saying James Harden is going to fall off a cliff now, but you look at the way James Harden plays, you look at the way he doesn't take care of his body, and you look at the way he, his lifestyle, just the way he parties, and 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 we've seen this in the guys that that are clubbing constantly, going out constantly. They may be able to do it for a stretch, but there comes a time where it hits them, and they're completely slowed down by all of this. And so it makes me think, I wonder if we're about to see a fall off on Harden's game where this trade is good because people know James Harden, but will it be good on the court, just him as a player? Because obviously James Harden can get to 25 with no problem. He, he was getting ridiculous numbers without trying for Houston. But this makes me think a lot of that Allen Iverson trade. And I can't shake it. I can't shake the thought of this. This is Allen Iverson, and we might see a different James Harden in a few years. Yeah, I think what I'm I'm thinking a lot about the big three, all the big threes that have have happened in recent history, like with Miami. There's always one guy that has to sacrifice the most, and the mm. issue here. The, yeah. the issue here is that I, <laughs> I think these guys will get in a fight before they sacrifice that much. <laughs> You'll be like, that. I mean, you saw it in the beginning. Kyrie was telling KD that he needed to post up at least eight times. <laughs> <laughs> eight times a half. <laughs> That's hilarious, but like, it's just, just their mentality. That I don't see a guy that's going to give anything up. And I, I think of that, I think of Cleveland also when it was Kyrie, LeBron, and and Kevin Love. I guess it was like a semi-big three. Yeah. Kevin Love was was the one who, who took a back seat. And some would say he never really recovered from that. Uh, big three, the first one, technically the the Boston Celtics. Mm, yeah, Ray Ray Allen. He took his back seat. He took a back seat, but he's a pure shooter, so he could just spot up. Yeah, so it it works, and you had a pure point guard that kind of set everything up. So just just in terms of 
I think it's mainly mentality. I don't think anyone's going to be willing to give that much up. And it's going to look like a, like a circus, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's and and it's and basketball is so much about fit. Basketball like any other sport, it's not about it's not just exclusively about stars. And you, we saw this last year with the Lakers. All year, what the 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 talk around the Lakers before they won the title was who's going to be the third guy? Who's going to be the third guy that's going to help? That that's going to help uh, AD and AD and 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 LeBron. Who's going to do it? Is it going to be Kuzma? Is it going to be this guy? Is it going to be that guy? And at the end, it was nobody. Because at the end, those two guys were good enough for that. And I think we're, because it was all about fit, that team fit together very well. And with this Brooklyn team, unlike the other ones and, 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 you, and that, that, that list you went through, the difference between all of those, all of those guys were willing to sacrifice. Even the Celtics one, KG was already a point in his career where he just wanted to play defense and lead that side of the ball. And so it's just... You're asking three guys. You're asking Durant, who just missed a year and a half of basketball, just to take a backseat. He's not going to do that. You're asking James Harden and Kyrie, two of the biggest, two of the most selfish guys we have in basketball, to sacrifice, and they're not going to do it. And I just, I just don't know how this ends. I see Durant out of all of them doing it, just because Durant's the smartest when it comes to basketball. And Durant, maybe for basketball reasons, doing it, but then you get it's the same. It's the OKC thing all over again. But that that's a that's a worse team. Exactly. Yeah. KD sure. taking the back seat, like it should be between Kyrie and and uh, James Harden. So like uh, just right off the bat, if, even if he does that, and and I do agree with you, he just might because he's the lesser of the self. I, I guess he's not that degree of selfish mm -hmm. but ultimately that's worse for the for the nets <laughs> yeah it's worse for the nets is the best thing that could happen for the rest of the league and it's what we saw in okc the best thing that could happen to the league when okc was with had westbrook and durant was westbrook thinking he was the best player on that team and it just took Kevin Durant completely off of everything. And so, and I think that's the only reason why I think that's what's going to happen is, is because that's what's been happening uh, in the week that KD and Kyrie play together. And there's no, there's nothing that either guy has shown Kyrie or, or uh, James Harden has shown that, will make me believe that they're willing, they're ready to change. They're ready to do something different. Yeah, I agree. Um, hope one of them proves me wrong, but we've yet to see. Yeah. And finally, I, I, I want to hit on the, the Pacers getting Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert, the Pacers are uh, started off well. Sabonis is playing out of his mind, uh, Brogdon, he's, he's lighting it up himself. And they had Karis LeVert to a team where 
in basketball and in, in, in basketball it's one of those sports where if you're a star if you were a star of a team at one point you will always think you're a star of the team so i think indiana had to move on from from oladipo and bringing karis LeVert, who's who's under contract you have more control over him in terms of of adding him to the group he's clearly not as good as the two other guys in Sabonis and Brockton. And he has a good, he can be a good number three, number four guy for that team who is really good. They're sneaky good in the East. And I just think that's a really good ad for them to, to get rid of Victor Lodipo who's going to be a free agent anyway, and they weren't going to pay. And now you get Karis Levert on a, on a, on a, on a longer contract and you're able to see what you have in him and and I just think it was it was a really good pickup by them. And I think the Pacers give me the Pacers to me. If there was a twenty twenty one version, twenty 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 one version of the Miami Heat, it would be the 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 Indiana Pacers. Not that they're going to make the finals, but if there was a team that resembles them, I think they're the team that more most closely uh, reminds me of them. With their style and everything. Yeah. Uh, shout out to, to Sabonis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's good, man. I like him. He's really good. And I, I don't know if, if you get this impression, but when I see him, he, he I don't know if it's because of his mobility or big guy. I, I feel like he's not as big as he is. And then, and then I see how big he is. I'm like, oh, this guy... It, it's, it's like it reminds me of like not to compare him to to Hakeem Olajuwon or anything, but like when you would see the guy, the way he would move, it's like mm. he's, he's not that big, is he? Yeah, it's deceptive, and you're like, no, no, he's he's actually a seven footer. He he's he's a big dude, and he's left handed, which which I I'm I'm a big fan of that. It's it's a it's like in boxing southpaw, it just it brings a different element. But yeah, yeah, it, I think it, it was a interesting move, and yeah, we'll see how it plays out. And I, I, I also wanted to get your opinion about a that the little incident with the the Marcus Cousins. I don't know, I don't know if you saw when when he. Yeah, he, uh, he pushed Morris out the, out the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> is 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 there too much hate for Demarcus? Because I feel like he did what people should have done. Like he pushed his guy down, so he pushed him out the way. And then I, I know I I don't condone fighting in the NBA. I don't not at all. <laughs> I don't condone it. Okay. <laughs> But I feel like he did what he should have done. And the other day he got he got a technical for complaining about uh I think it was yesterday about about a about a whether whether if it was an offensive foul or not. It clearly was, but I mean he just he just was upset. He didn't direct anything towards that towards the ref and he got a technical. Mm. I do, do you think pe- people just is he like just another Rashid? Yeah, 
I think so. I think he he's done too much. He's said too much. Where at this point, it's exactly like Rashid Wallace, where. Rashid used to just look at a ref and smile. There was a there was a game against the Lakers where I think he looked at the ref and smiled, and he got a technical. And and I just think that's where he's at. That anytime it, uh, Demarcus Cousins does something, even if it's like what he did against against uh, uh, Morris, it, it's one of those uh, things that he will. He won't get the benefit of the doubt ever with the refs about anything. And, and it's just the reputation he built in Sacramento and, and all the way through in his career. Do, do you think it was justified what, what he did to Morris? Yeah, yeah, of course. It, it, it makes complete sense from a... If you've ever played basketball and, and somebody's... You know, forget throwing you down because I, I think if you're in the street somebody does that it's a different but if you've somebody's thrown you a little elbow or checked you a little bit or been a little too rough you end up getting them back one way or the other so it's one of those it was it was justified from his end but it's also he had it's the marcus cousins with a with a past yeah that i think lebron does that it's something it's nothing it's lebron I found it hilarious though when when Morris got up and tried to push him. He didn't even <laughs> Marcus is huge. Yeah, the Marcus cousins yeah. was not phased at all. He, he, away. he just made he was just scowling, like looking away, like I'm not doing anything. The the crazy thing about this whole thing in Houston is that the the adults, the more the mature guys have been the Marcus cousins and John Wall. Which who would have known? Who would have known those guys would have been the voice of reason in in that locker room, as they they were the ones who who were trying to maneuver the chaos that James Harden was producing over there. And so that was very surprising for me to see that they were the ones who who were who were being leaders, even though it was quote unquote James Harden's team. So I, I think what we can take away from this is never trust a man who doesn't trim his beard. <laughs> Dude, if you don't use clippers for your beard, you're a psychopath. Pardon? <laughs> I don't even know, dude. I kind of get it, though. He's kind of weird looking. Keep it long. Never mind. Keep it long. Yeah, when you see him with his face without a beard is... This is interesting. He has a he has a face only a mother can love, or a face for radio. Yeah, he has a face for radio. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Keep the beard, and also it distracts from his. He used to have some messed up teeth, so also distracts people from that. So I'm sure he fixed his his teeth are fine now. But there was a time where he would smile, and you're like, "Whoa, maybe the NBA dude." Invisalign. <laughs> oh, that's Invisalign. If you want to sponsor the show, you know. Yeah, there you go. We got a few weird ones up here. We got a bit of crowding, but yeah, I mean, I'll, dude. <laughs> I'll do it for my bottom teeth. I like, I like, uh, 
I like the London bridge I have. I, I like the London look. I, I want to keep it. Oh, you're, you're, you're like a, like a trademark. British models. Yeah. Yeah. I want to keep it. <laughs> the Michael Strahan look. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, it's like, I think there, there's a point where if, if, if the gap is too big and looks weird, I think Michael Strahan is, he's too far. Too far mm, gone. I feel yeah. like you're right before it. So, yeah, I have I've good I have good spacing. So. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so that's the James Harden. That that's the James Harden move. Um, Houston was, and they were rushed into it too because it went from after the bubble. Um, Russell Westbrook asked out. He got traded to Washington. Then there was rumblings of James Harden wanting to go to wanting out as well. Philly was supposedly going to swoop in as as Daryl Morey, the old uh, Rockets GM, was there. And the Rockets just didn't want to get rid of Maxi. So apparently the deal there was Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxi, the first-round pick, for for James Harden and huh. the Sixers weren't willing to do that, which in my opinion, it just it, that, that didn't make sense. You, yeah. He would have been a better fit there, but who knows? But maybe Doc Rivers didn't want to deal with that again. And, and maybe it was one of those things as well, as well where Daryl Morey is doing enough to be in the talks, but not enough to pull the, pull the trigger. And if there's anybody that knows James Harden, it's Daryl Morey. So maybe he didn't want to deal with him again. You never know. Um, and then Brooklyn stepped in at the final hour and and took him as as things had just gotten worse in Houston and and over the over the weekend when the Lake when they lost the Lakers, he was telling the team that they weren't good enough to to beat the Lakers in a playoff series which wasn't breaking news i don't think and uh and then he every he made everything toxic and the team decided he wasn't going to be part of the part of part of the team until he got traded and then he got traded to brooklyn so that that's kind of the timeline of everything that went on for in the james harden deal yeah, pretty much. Maybe Austin Rivers told his dad. That he's not- <laughs> hey, maybe. Hey, shout out to Austin Rivers. He's balling out in 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 New York, man. Yeah, I'm surprised the contender didn't 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 uh, get him because he's playing really good in New York. So shout out to him. Shout out to Tibbs too. And Julius Randle, you know, an ex Laker, he's finally fulfilling oh, his yeah. man. He's fulfilling his potential. To think that we had D'Angelo Russell, uh, Julius Randle, uh, Ingram, and we have we kept Kuzma out of all those guys. My God. Yeah, Kuzma. That's, <laughs> dude, the other day they interviewed him. He said he he didn't know his role on the team. That's frightening. <laughs> Get in where you fit in, Kyle. Get in where you fit in. That's your role. <laughs> these guys that the amount of ego on some of these guys that don't even 
deserve it. It's like you would you won a championship? You weren't even the third option. What where's this coming from? Play defense. That's, that's what you gotta do. You're six ten. How about rebound? Maybe? Yeah. If people who say they don't know what the what the role is, they're just they just want to score. That's it. Especially on a team like that. Especially on a team like the Lakers where it's well coached and you're a championship contender. You can't say that. Don't do that. You can you, you can't say that. That 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 kind of stuff you leave it for teams like Detroit. They have no direction, they have nowhere to go, and everyone's just trying to put numbers just to just to put numbers. But oh, when you Sorry, uh, hopefully LeBron chewed him out passive-aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see a tweet, so I don't know. I don't think LeBron sent anything out. <laughs> He's probably in practice. So he probably shouted something like, you don't know your role. And then Kuzma was like, what? Is that for me? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, passive-aggressive LeBron. It's the best LeBron. Um but that's uh, that's the emergency pod. That's the James Harden info. And uh, now we get to see the Nets. The Nets will now be the hottest, not ticket because we can't go see them, but the hottest view in town. And not so much because, I, like we broke down, we think they're going to light it up, but I think they might light themselves up with drama. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that and and... and and talk about all things basketball uh, as things continue to break. So anything else on your end? Any final details on all of this? Do you want to wish Kevin Durant any? I, you know, I, I, I want to issue an apology to Albert. He was, he, I think he might, he, he might be right about Kevin Durant. <laughs> about what? About what exactly? <laughs> I just... Kevin Durant, and I love Kevin Durant, the player. I just, I get Albert's dislike for Kevin Durant now. The softness, the whole thing, I get it. So I want to apologize to him because that's one of those things that I think Kevin Durant should have stayed in, in, in Golden State. And he didn't stay because it wasn't his team. It was Curry's team. It's like, dude, it's neither of your teams. None of you guys own the team. Um, so I think Albert was right on Kevin Durant, the the person, not not the player, because Albert has said flattering things about KD as a as a player. But yeah, there you have it. <laughs> and that's it so you can listen to our pods on uh anywhere you get your podcasts you can follow us on instagram at brewthoughts.podcast and check out all of our stuff and uh follow us on, on youtube as well and so please rate review subscribe we'll see you guys later uh drink better coffee peace out